Hello, 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 amazing people, and welcome to Life According to Adeshale podcast. I am Adetokunbo Adeshale, and this is podcast number five, count it numero cinco. Today's topic involves four lessons I learned about teaching from helping children learn how to podcast. All right, let's cue the music. Every day, every day, as teachers, we have the great opportunity to bring out the potential and everyone we come across. Recently, I had the great opportunity of teaching a group of children how to do podcasts. As you know, clearly, I do podcasts, and I think that is something that people should know how to do at a young age because we live in a digital world. And there are a number of things that I noticed from helping these children begin their podcasts. The first thing in the process is that I got to see one particular child light up. I mean, she was so excited to be speaking into a recorder, to be telling the world about something she cares about. And she was fantastic at it. I imagine that if she ever became a podcaster or a YouTuber, she could probably do that full time. And this is a child that I don't get to talk to very often. They have great energy, but they're always going about doing whatever they have to do. But I got to see them light up in a way that, that I typically don't do. And that's a beautiful thing. Second, I got to see children go through what I went through. Podcasting for me was very weird. You hear your own voice. You're talking to the world potentially. What do you say? Am I going to make any sense to the world? Oh my gosh. And then the nerves get you. Children who typically would have great volume in their voice became quite quiet. And this is common. This is normal for most people. And during that time, I saw that I could help them realize that this is okay, that this is normal, this is just a part of the process, and you'll do great. You'll do a wonderful job at speaking because you do it every day. And I think that helping people move into a new role in their life and to try something new is a space in which they are very vulnerable. And for people who've had the experience we can help them to relax. And even if we don't have the experience, we can help them to understand that they are valuable and that just in the effort of attempting it, they are winning. They are being successful. And so one of the first things that I wanted to say that we as teachers, and I say when I say teachers, I mean everyone because we are always teaching every day whenever we interact with people. We as teachers have the opportunity to be there for people, to present them and guide them to ways in which they can express themselves to the fullest. And in moments in which they are unsure of themselves, we can help them become sure of themselves. So that's a that's a lesson I want to leave with everyone to remember overall. Now, there's more than just that. So I said that I had 
several other lessons that I want to share. So podcasting, one, went great. The children loved it. It is day three now, and children are taking notes so that they can go home and practice so that they can come in and record themselves. Now, we're not having them podcast in the sense of uploading it to the SoundCloud or anything like that, uh, just because we don't want to do that just yet. But in the future, they will have the skills to do that. So how did this become such a great success? How did this become such a great success? Well, here are a couple of the lessons I learned. Topic one, keep it simple. You really need to keep it simple. I myself oftentimes try to make things too formal. You know, it's kind of what you learn in school, at least when I was going to school. Everything needs to be presented in a very formal and and clear direction on this is what you need to do here. This is what you need to do here. You know, my I need to have this amazing book cover and I need to have the right 12 point font or whatever it is. But when you are the person who are, are teaching people, yes, you want it to be professional. But what makes it professional is not the formality. What makes it professional is the ability to move people from point A to point B. When people are looking to learn, they're not looking for formality. They're looking for guidance, for direction, so that they know exactly what it is that they need to do. They need focus points, not perfection. Once again, they need focus points, not perfection. One of the things that one can do, and this is what I did, is I went and diagrammed exactly the steps that one has to take to podcast. I diagrammed it in such a way that a first grader or second grader or third grader could understand it. And I think at the end of the day, people want material and content that they can understand and that they can act on. So if you're having a hard time explaining something or you're getting really lost in the formality, take a pen or paper if you're able and draw out simple, iconic cartoon looking diagrams to lead you on the way. I was able to explain the whole podcasting process, well, the overview by this method. Next, I need to say that it's important that you set up a workflow. So since I did this diagram, which already explained to children what needed to happen, I then went through scripting process because children need to know how to create a script if they're going to do a very good podcast unless they're just very good at talking off the cuff and staying focused at the same point. So I took the same idea when creating the script I took the same idea I had of diagramming things and very simple methods. I took that idea and I created images next to each of the parts that they needed to do in the script. First, they need to say hi, and I'll put a smiley face there, okay? Because when you do a podcast, you need to be excited in your own way and talking to the people who have chosen to give up their time to listen to you. And then I continued on. I made a different type of smiley face. All right, this is the part where you're telling the world, this is who I am. Whatever your alias is, whatever information they need to know about you, this is the point. 
and then I continue on from there, giving them the different steps so that they can plug in what's needed. And what did I use? I used small character icons, simple workflow. They could take those as a template, take it home and practice and know what the topic is, know what they need to say and be able to produce something and be ready to podcast. And had this been a very complicated process, I might have lost them, but I made it engaging and accessible. And I think that is key, a clear workflow, accessible workflow. And then the same thing on my own side. Okay. In terms of me, I had a, and I learned this from Pat Flynn, or he had a master uh, file that I would use to copy and save for podcasts. And then what I did is I just simply went in as the children came up to present, basically. I would create a new folder, use the podcast, change it to episode or episode one of Actually, it was really more along the lines of like whatever the kid's alias was. Maybe it was Cool Kitten. Episode one, Hello World. And so every time a kid came in, I already had that master file. I already knew that I was going to create a folder with the kid's alias. And I already knew how I was going to title everything. So that made me getting the work from the children, from working with them, a very easy workflow. I also created a folder, a physical folder for all of their scripts, which is great. So topic is set up a workflow that works for yourself, creating templates in advance and thinking about how someone who's new to your topic can have an easy workflow to reach it is key. And when you have to input, take information, how can you make it easy for yourself in advance? Okay, let's talk about the third item. The third item is this. You got to get a quick win. And I am very excited about this part here because this is where you get to see kids light up. Kids like to see a produced result and something that they enjoy. So how amazing is it for the first time hearing yourself on a recording. It's amazing and also distressing, right? Because you sound different on a recording, but it's amazing. I just showed them that not only did the script that they make that they could do in front of their friends is great, but they could record it. They could immediately get a result. You must get, and we talked about this in podcasts before, the minimal viable product. I also like to connect that to the idea of quick wins. Minimal viable product gives you a quick win because you created something. Have we made the podcast experience some very extensive, long, drawn out process? I've lost their attention. They wouldn't have gotten to see the results, but they did get to see the results. And boy, or girl, or other, were they excited. And I was excited. I was excited to be there with them as they made their win. And knowing that they could win was all they needed. From that point onward, they were so excited to bring their friends over to see 
what they had just done. Children who were not interested in what we were doing at all started to circle around. Everyone wanted to hear their voice. Everyone wanted to do it. Even people who were nervous. Everyone, everyone gave it a try. And what better way can you measure results as a teacher than recognizing that you have students who are willing to try what you just taught them and not just willing, they're eager and excited and they actually have a product and they're ready to even do it at home. Amazing. So I want to do a quick recap. Keep it simple. You don't need to be formal, but you do need to help people to understand what the steps are. Make it accessible. Two, part of the accessibility is the workflow. Help your students to have a workflow so that they can approach it in an easy way. And make sure you have a clear work workflow yourself. Third, get a quick win. What is the minimum viable product? What is the least amount of thing that you can do that everyone can say, yes, I created something and I can be proud of it? What is it? For in this case, it was kids hearing themselves on a recording. Perhaps in another situation, it's creating a blog that has pictures and it's been shared by one or two people. Even though I don't like counting the share, but maybe read by a family member. Okay. So these are things that are key. And lastly, and I brought this up in the very beginning of the podcast. You got to be flexible. I actually, I don't think I said it before, right? But I'm going to say it now. You got to be flexible, okay? We won't edit that. You just got to add it, okay? You got to be flexible, okay? You got to be able to reach people where they are at. Each person has great potential just waiting to be unlocked. You never know what that potential is until you help guide and direct someone to it. Maybe they're not interested in podcasting, but whoa, you get them doing video recording, great. Or what about that kid who's not interested either and Man, you put a piece of paper in front of them and say, hey, can you write a story for a page and a half? And they bust out page after page after page. I've seen this happen with kids. Kids. Do you think that doesn't equate to the same thing for adults? I'll tell you this. It does. Everyone has amazing potential in them. And every day we have the opportunity to teach. It could be a co-worker who's kind of not sure about how to do something. It could be a little child asking about how to tie their shoelace. It could be a parent who has some question about something or just might be doing something in a very unique way and there's an easier way. But in all these cases and many more that you can probably imagine, we can help them to expand their potential. We can guide people to new ways of looking at things, guide people to new opportunities. If we just think about it, make it accessible, easy workflow, and we get them a quick win. What ways are you doing this for yourself or for those you care about? Okay, friends, you can reach me at adeshle at gmail.com. A-D-E-S-H-I-L-E at gmail.com. 
And lastly, I want to give a shout out to the amazing Team Dawn Shadow. Those are my people. They provide tons of great energy support and direction in terms of things they like to hear me talk about, things they don't want to hear me talk about, just the same. You guys are amazing and gals, and I hope to see you all soon. Additionally, I also want to give a shout out to the Innovation Center because that is where we're recording from using a Samsung Go Mic Direct instead of our Yeti this time. Let me know what you think of the sound quality and keep rocking it out. See you on the other side of awesome.